This is an interview with members of Taking Over, Lethal Dosage, and Savage Reign at the Maryland Death Fest on May 25th, 2014 by Nick Perkel. Now, who am I speaking with today? What band are you from? And what position do you play? Uh, Chris, Savage Reign, Jason Talk loud, people. <laughs> Chris. Richard. <laughs> oh, wait. Backward. Oh, Chris, Savage Rain, uh, bass and vocals. Richard, Lisa Dosage, bass and vocals. Good Taking over. Uh, guitar and vocals. Taking over bass. <laughs> Excellent. Now, you've been distributing a limited press release of tracks from all your bands called Street Savages. How long have all you guys been friends for? Since uh, uh, <laughs> the first time this guy bought me a fucking beer. Which was what? Year 2007, probably 2008. Pretty much 2008. Flying off tickets off of him, <laughs> taking over. Yeah, I met all these guys through through the ticket sale. Obviously, some venues through the pre-sale. I met these guys. They'd always hit me up to buy tickets. They also enjoyed seeing taking over play too. And there's that. That's how we became friends. Wow. Anybody else have anything to add? Well, pretty much up to that. It's pretty much how. Uh, up to that's history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a long, a long drunk history. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much how I got into Venezuela. Well. Uh, everything happened over beer. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your favorite beers, guys? Mine, I'd have to say. Yeah. Favorite what? On a cheap budget, Colt 45. <laughs> if I have the money, I'm gonna do. Probably uh, Thunderhead by uh, Pyramid Breweries. That one's good ass beer and gets some fuck up. <laughs> Say favorite beer? Yeah. Uh, mine probably Edgar Bassett. Yeah, but cheap, Bassett. <laughs> Same thing, PBR for fucking low money, and if not, uh, probably a good IPA. Arrogant Hamster. <laughs> Yo, Rich. Arrogant Hamster. <laughs> you dig uh, Rogue Dead Guy or like the brewery Defiant when they make Medusa? You talking about yeah, the rogue? Yeah, I don't, not into rogue, really. Honestly, I see. It's just. It's different on tap. I always feel like a really crazy named alcohol will be good because there's no way it'll survive. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it if it has some crazy name and people try it and they're like, wow, this blows dogs for quarters, it'll die quickly because yeah. people give like word of mouth quarters. about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, for instance, as well, maybe the beer that you hear that it's called raging. Bitch, uh, yeah. dog. fish dog or some shit like that. Yeah, that's a good Snake idea. dog. Yeah. Everything's dog over here, dude. Now, dog the body <laughs> getting back to music, fellas. Who came up with the with the idea to do a split with all you guys involved? Kids. That'd be me. I did. And I don't know, just I was gonna make I was gonna make just taking over CDs. Mm -hmm. And and I, had, I had already talked to Richard about getting his stuff on CD2 to be a good idea to bring it out here. Pat it out, pass it out, sell yeah. it, whatever we can with it. Throw it on the floor, maybe. And then uh, I was like, well, fuck it, might as well do a fucking split. So we had it, we hit up Savage Rain 2, and I got the go ahead from all these guys, and I just pretty much just got on it right there, like three days before the fest. Just made all these. <laughs> wow, awesome. Now Gethsemane, can you speak about the recording and mixing for all the songs by like taking over, like Hellbastard and Burner, the studio tracks? Hellbastard and Burner, they were done at two different times, uh, two different drummers. Uh, they're mixed pretty well, to, like 
from those two songs, the mix is pretty similar. Is it a different version than the Thrash Cap, than the Thrash Clash compilation album? No, Hellbastard isn't. Street Force is. It's a live version. Hmm. And uh, Burner, it's that's off our what 2000? I think it was 2009 release of our Ancient Blood hmm. or Sign of Attack EP that we put out. Uh, that's that's where that came from. And then the the live versions. The live version of Street Force came from what was it, the Sons of Dawn tour when we played in Portland, or no, we played in Seattle. And that, that's that's why I, I got that. Somebody recorded it, put it up on YouTube. I ripped I ripped the audio off of YouTube and put it on there. And then the Drunk with Power was with DRI. Yeah, we played like when we were opening up for DRI at the Key Club in Hollywood. And uh, our friend Sean was recording from the top. It wasn't nothing was. It was just all camera work, no no soundboard, nothing like that. Now, for everyone, I want an answer from each of you guys. How do you get high quality live recordings of your live shows? Usually a blanket on top of a, like a camera. <laughs> yeah, well, with ours, uh, we've seen some that, that kind of end up on YouTube. It's just random uh, recordings. Camera work or whatever, you know. Even, even oh, you know what's it called? You know the your camera guy that does both. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or whatever his name is. Yeah, he has he has some live shit that he has with us. Uh, some of it is on one of the videos we have. Where can people find those videos? On uh, YouTube. Yeah, well, with us, all the live stuff we have. Um, it was done by some guy up in LA. His name is Adrian. He has that oh, yeah, metal yeah, Warzone yeah. thing. Adrian Mejia. Yeah. So that yeah, guy's that guy's him really props. Good. Shout out yeah. to him. He does everything on his sport himself, and he, you know, does it for the like, love of music, yeah. pretty much. Pretty much and like he's you. He's like, are, hey, if you guys want it, you know, I'll send it to you guys, and I'll put it up on YouTube. Doesn't charge. Doesn't do anything. Just, he also takes just, pictures, and they both come out really good. So you know, it's cool, dude. No. How much new taking over music is waiting to be put on future recordings? <laughs> I have tons of riffs, tons of stuff. Uh, we have two like two rough tracks of some songs that I actually recorded. One was with my old drummer Sully, and one of the newer ones was with Richard and my new drummer, well, current drummer Ralphie. And uh, <coughs> yeah, those two songs are recorded. But like I said, I have tons of riffs, I have lyrics laying around. It's just it's kind of hard. I mean, living in Seattle. Riverside, LA, we're all, well, we're all pretty goddamn far away from each other. Now, what are the names of some of these songs? I honestly don't have no names of the songs. Is Anything, a, even a working title? A working title? No, the thing, with, the thing I go about with the song names and everything is after the whole song is written and whatever comes out to be the chorus of that song. Because usually I don't, uh, like I said, I have lyrics, but I don't put them two songs until I'm actually in the studio. So. It's kind of, kind of go about it that that way. Now, can you explain the vocal techniques to execute the caustic black metal singing your music is known for? Uh, I just whatever comes out of my mouth. Then, then when we went to record, I was supposed to have a singer. The whole plan was to have a singer for taking over. Yeah. That didn't happen, so I showed up to the studio and just laid down the vocals myself. And all I did was just try to. Try to use the influences like Chronos, Tom G. Warrior, and then just the aggressiveness was like Discharge and stuff like that, more of the yelling style. 
that's how I that's how I got my vocals to come out like that the way they did. And they progressed over the time. You know, like if you listen to Sign of Attack, you can tell they're a little bit raw compared to say Hellbastard where they're more they're you can tell they're more they're more together, I guess you could say the more um, what do you wanna say consistent as as opposed to Sign of Attack and Prison Cell, those songs. What inspired your move from LA to Seattle and Portland? It wasn't nothing, had nothing to do with music, nothing like that, it was just work. California's a big ass fucking money pit pretty much. And uh, expensive, it's hard to find work, good paying work. And I had the opportunity to move to Seattle, so I took that step to get up there. Now, what's your next goal for taking over to complete by the end of this year? The same thing that I hope to complete every single year is play a bunch of shows and write an album and put up music. And that's that's always been my goal. And it, every time, every year that passes by and it doesn't get achieved, it's another it's a letdown. <laughs> now, how do you feel the climate of Portland is friendlier for the type of music you create in the Pacific Northwest compared to the LA area? Portland, there's no clicks, pretty much. There's no group of friends that hates another group of friends that doesn't. Yeah, they're everybody's brother and sister there. From what we've, what I've, what I've seen and what I've experienced of the time that I've been up there, you got, you got your crusties with your metalheads, with the punkers, with the black metalheads, and they all just, they all share the music, love the music. That's what I, that's what I've seen. And LA, I can't say the same for LA. <laughs> I got a lot of bad things to say about it. That's why we're all laughing because we have a lot of stories. But I'll, I'll leave it at that. Because I don't want to step on anybody's toes, and then I, I, I'm pretty much starting to click at that point too. So yeah. <laughs> now, Richard, for Lethal Dosage, how are the new songs? <coughs> I mean, how new are the songs on the Street Savages CD? Uh, there's uh, pretty much pretty much the the tracks that are on there. Uh, they're songs that we have not recorded. Which, which got recorded. They're, they're not necessarily new. We've been playing this for years. Like I said about the whole um, live YouTube shit that we did over the tour. Yeah, speak louder. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of fucking tracks that we have live that are on that, that are recorded now. So, um, they're fairly fucking new as far as recorded. <laughs> old tracks. The old tracks that got recorded. <laughs> Re-recorded. <laughs> now, can you tell me a bit about uh, the song Infernal Powers? Um, it, it's, it was written by one of the original guitars, uh, so I can give him credit for that. He pretty much was... What was his name? George Monterosa. So, a big shout out to that guy. Cool guy. My brother. Um, my battle buddy. Yeah. <laughs> both have yeah, he problems. wrote the song and I uh, pretty much finished it. As far as he had the top of his on... Uh, Pretty much hell on earth, you know. It's just as as, uh, as cheesy as that sounds, man. I mean, we had that. You know, people ask us what we write about. It's just what interests us. So it's kind of like our little inter interpretation of what that will be. Have it hateful topics. No. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of hate. What are some goals to complete for the end of the year for Lethal Dosage? Oh man, um, learn how to use a computer. A lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot, man. As far as uh, releasing our album, which is some of the tracks around there, and, um, merch, you know, just just bring, bring ourselves out there, man. It came a long way. Yeah, these guys get a lot. These guys get 
They're underrated band. They've been out since well, before the witch hazing time and stuff like that. They were, they've been out for a good while and they don't get the credit they deserve. Now, Chris, for the Savage Rain songs, I know you're writing an album later in the year with a, with a different style of vocals and a changed sound. Can you discuss some of the major differences fans will notice when they listen to the Street Savages songs and then when they hear your new album later this year, whenever it comes out? The album is written. Uh, all drum tracks are done. We just need to go in there. Money's a hassle right now, so we need to go in there, just finish all the guitars and bass and do vocals, I mean, to add on to that. that what's on the, on the split, it's the demo. So. That tape we have, I completely forgot to bring some to this fucking time. But uh, last year I passed out I passed out demos that I made on CD, so that I guess name should be out there. I know a few people out here that already know about the band and stuff. So yeah, and then uh, the new on the on the album that's gonna come out, we might probably have it like towards the end of summer. Hopefully everything is right, and uh, it's just I guess it's just gonna sound fucking clear, you know, uh, the vocals are changed a lot, there's hardly any yells anymore in it, um, that's how, I, you know, that's how I wrote all the songs with Sal, my guitar player, that's how we wrote the songs, that's how I did all the lyrics, you know, I had less screams, and, you know, just more to what I listen to. Now, can you speak about the evolution of the Savage Rain song, Possessed? Uh, I didn't get that question, but, uh, like just tell it, me about out. like how it started. How yes, yeah. how it started. Yeah, how you guys know, the changes over the. It was we. We worked on it once, and then it was set in stone. You know, it was basically about the movie The Exorcist, and then that's when we ripped that part where she's fucking rising from her fucking bed onto that you know little bridge part. So it's basically about that movie, and you know, it's a fun song to play. I mean, we all love that song. So. It's not much of an evolution now. It's gonna be it's almost exactly the same, just to our newer sound for the album. So now, there's not much changes to that song. Now, for everyone, thinking about festivals you've performed and attended on the West Coast, how do you feel like the Maryland Death Fest compares to them? Uh, please give me some positive and negative comments on like some of the differences you see. Death Fest just rules. I mean, <laughs> FS is way by far more worldwide known. Not only worldwide known, but it's you know you got like I said, it's way better. <laughs> um, I don't see no West Coast festivals having the same same any even any idea towards what this is. Yeah. This, this is my first year here, this is my first time on this this and all the ones I've been to over there in the West Coast don't compare to this environment and area. But they mix crust, they mix thrash, they mix punk, they mix everything here. And West Coast usually it's one set of music, one style of music that's being promoted at that. But these guys cover all the bases. You've attended the Northwestern Black Circle Festival, correct? Yeah. Give me a few words about that. Oh, that's, that's a, that, yeah, probably is probably the one fest, but it's obviously not as big as this. It's, it's cool. They, they, they also mix uh, thrash, black metals, music, stuff like that. And I know the guys personally that run it, the Nick and what um, his brother's name from Ceremonial Castings. Um, they're the ones that do gather it when it happens and everything like that. Good times, good good show. Like, like I said, it usually runs like three days. Not the, 
at the time. So yeah, that's the only one I can say that have anything here like this one. Any final, any final words, guys? I want some words from each and one, every one of you guys. <laughs> Get seventy. Yeah. Start first. Final words is just uh, keep a lookout for taking over, trying to come back strong, trying to get this back up and rolling. Now I got all the committed members, and that's what we're gonna try to do. And hopefully we get some music out by the end of this year. And my bad for my voice. Um, don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, uh, say man. I mean, uh, you're gonna you're gonna see us coming out a lot stronger, like you know, taking up as well. We're taking over, so we're keeping this strong. So, we're, you know, as far as lead the way, going to do what we're going to get guys up. So, look out for us. Uh, thanks Don't be surprised if you see uh, the three bands touring together yeah. sometime in the near future. And be our, our Maryland drum fest. But, uh, but uh, special thanks to you, thanks for you know, the time, man, and all the guys that, that support us. You know, so many names. Uh, one, for instance, uh, Adrian Chapa. Uh, Look how Everyone has that shit for us, man, as well. Chris? Um, you know, the, well, the album's coming out soon, so, I mean, hopefully, we, you know, there's something is on the works and still on the talks coming out this side of the coast with another band from L.A. So, see how that works and hopefully make it out here with these guys as well, you know? Try to get a whole package thing going down, you know. It'll be kind of like a dream come true with all three fucking friends. I mean, just <laughs> one of those things, you know, it's like, yeah, three best friends. you know, <laughs> try to not just play in L.A. and that whole, you know, fucking area kind of thing, just because, I mean. That shit's burnt out, son. Yeah, I mean, we're, all the venues are dying over there. I mean, the promoters are, you know, it's hard for them to work because there's no venues anymore. So, I mean, you know, again, thank you. And just, I guess, you know, fucking thanks everybody that's fucking even bothered playing our tracks on YouTube and shit. So. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, guys. This has been an interview with members of Taking Over, Lethal Dosage, and Savage Rain at the Maryland Death Fest on May 25th, 2014 by Nick Perkel.